The Yankees had the weekend to get that spanking at the hands of the Rays out of their system. We break down the upcoming schedule with a now five-game Subway Series set for next weekend with two doubleheaders. We also get into the Yankees injury saga as the injury list is getting longer than a stoner's McDonald's order, for crying out loud. Speaking of McDonald's, the post-Ken Davidoff joins us on the road to Atlanta to dive into all the injuries and what lies ahead for the Bronx Bombers. And finally, Nelly's Nugget this week. It's not about poop. Thank goodness. It's about superstitions. All that and more next on the Pinstripe Pod from the New York Post. All right, here's a Pinstripe Pod. Welcome to the Pinstripe Pod, our New York Yankees podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Chris Sheeran, alongside my co-host, four-time Yankees World Series champion, Jeff Nelson. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chris Sheeran, yes, and Nelly is at NYNelly43. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're using Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Write in a positive review, if you will. We appreciate your support and feedback. The post Ken Davidoff will join us later in the show. But first, the newest New York City resident joins us, Jeff Nelson. In honor of our producer, Jake Brown, getting 40 chicken nuggets last night, we're going to have a Nelly's nugget, but we're going to save that for later. You're going to have to wait, uh, not for long, but you have to wait for that one. First, Jeff, let's talk about some good news in Yankee injury land. There's not a lot of good news when it comes to Yankee injuries, Jeff, over the past two seasons, and especially uh, after the race series, it was like a 24 hour period where Yankee players were dropping like flies but the good news we'll get to those injuries in a second the good news is when the Yankees step back on the field they're going to have Aaron Judge back well, it is good news, and it, it makes us wonder that did they maybe jump too soon, uh, you know, because what, last week he went out and almost, uh, we talked about this, how he almost threw the uh, training staff under the bus and saying, oh, you know, after a couple of days of being on the IL, that, oh, I'm ready to go, I'm 100%. So, right. you know, to have him in the lineup, you know, I, I said it from the beginning, even though Stanton's out, yes, LeMahieu, you need him in there. He's he's the key part in that lineup, and, and he was having a great start, and hopefully this wasn't a big setback, and that he can continue to go out there and maybe finish the season, maybe play every day. I don't know if he's going to play every day, but stay healthy and play every day. They need this guy in the lineup. And, and it's, uh, you know, regardless of what they're doing and how good they are, uh, you have the Rays that now are in first place. They need him in the lineup. I don't I don't want to be a dead, I don't want to beat a dead horse, Nelly, but I, I got to bring this back around. And it's something you started talking about when we st- when we started doing this podcast again, when, when summer camp started. And, and that's the fact that you were worried about this starting rotation and we we've seen some big hiccups this season and James Paxton probably the biggest hiccup in the starting rotation but to you I mean there has to be added pressure now with the guys that are still in this rotation and the guys that'll be spot starting in this rotation for the near future because with LeMahieu out with Stanton out with Glaber Torres out the Yankees are going to have to hold the opposition down so with this lineup that they have because this lineup is not what they ran out there when when this season started Jeff so there's going to be a lot of extra pressure on the Yankees starting rotation moving forward here yeah and and if you look at this team they can be beat you you know it's not a race or a weak team because the Rays are a very good team and they went into New York and they swept them in New York. Uh, So this team can be beat. It's not as strong as everybody thought going into the season. Yes, if they were completely healthy, 
uh, yeah, they're probably the best team in the major leagues, but they're not. They're not completely healthy, and odds are no team stays completely healthy. Uh, but you have you have a system that is deep, but this system that is deep is now all of a sudden these bench players are are now everyday players, and the reason why they're bench players is because that's they're not. They can't play every day because their their flaws are there. Their it will show. It'll show up in a game. Uh, the and you're going to go into an Atlanta team that is a very good team, and you know whether it's two games, three games, or whatever. The Braves are a good team. The Yankees can be beat now, and with their starting rotation, I don't know. It's interesting. That, I wonder if the Yankees go into a season knowing that okay, for instance, James Paxton, ah, he's probably not going to be healthy. At some point, he's going to have to take a vacation. But Giancarlo Stanton. At some point, this guy's going to take a vacation. You know, from the outside, I automatically think that. I think there's no way that these guys can stay healthy, whether it's a 60-game season or 162 games. I think these guys are going on the IL. It's just it just happened throughout their career, and I wonder if the Yankees plan for that. Uh, Garrett Cole starts in the first game against the Braves, so that could be some good news as the Yankees look to sweep the Braves this week the way they did a couple weeks back, and they're going to need some good juju after the Rays came into New York and swept them, as you said, Jeff. They've taken five of six uh, from the Yankees so far this season, or excuse me, six of seven. Yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. They took three or four down in Tampa, and then they swept them at Yankee Stadium. And to me, moving forward to the playoffs, I mean, that's that's something you don't want to give Tampa. You don't want to give them that confidence in your building. And don't forget what Tampa did. They, they ended the Yankees' winning streak at home to start the season. I, I think it was 10-0 and before the Rays came to town. And they had won or tied uh, 24 wins and three ties in their previous 27 uh, uh, home series. So giving the Rays that kind of for crying out loud, confidence coming into your building moving forward, that, that can't be good either. Well, they play them three more times and that's it. So it's not like, uh, you know, they're going to see them a bunch like they normally would during the regular season. Uh, the Rays already have that confidence. They have the edge on their, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder. You saw that in Tampa uh, when you had both sides chirping and the Rays aren't going to stand for it. The Rays are like, you know what, we're not the stepchild anymore. You know, we're, we want to prove to everyone that we're a better team and they have so far. And as far as going into the playoffs, I think it's not going to bother them one bit. I, I think every single player, and that's what's scary. You know, as a Yankee, you know, when I played, you you you, you always had that edge. Once you stepped, once you stepped in between the lines, uh, there was a lot of factors. Whether it was the media, whether it was the fans, whether it was Mr. Steinbrenner, uh, you always had those added pressures to go out there and succeed. And you, you know, everybody held each other accountable, and you knew what you had to do to help your team win. Everybody looked themselves in the mirror and said, hey, you know what, this is what I have to do. And if I didn't do it, you know, why, you know, you, you help, you, you look at yourself and say, okay, I didn't, I didn't help my team today. The Rays go out with that kind of attitude. The Rays go out with a lot of, a, a lot of confidence, a lot of uh, knowing that they can beat the Yankees. And, and that's, that's scary. I think going into the playoffs, when you have a team knowing that you can, you, it's not like the Minnesota twins where they come in and they're inti immediately t intimidating, intimidated. The, the Rays aren't intimidated. Right. Right. And, and I think that started down in Tampa when the chirping started, when James Paxton, and left that game down in St. Petersburg and it just carried over to Yankee Stadium and we heard Blake Snell say you know the celebration is always different when we beat the Yankees so it's been different for the Rays six out of seven times we've got breaking news as we're taping this too Jeff uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post just uh, tweeted this breaking heard Mets have had no further COVID-19 positive test results since the original player and coach 
The Mets will resume play on Tuesday. Now, that's good news. The Mets are going to get back on the field and we can start moving forward again as the Yankees and Mets can. However, the bad news is there won't be a, a Subway Series today, uh, which means the Mets and Yankees next weekend could be one or two doubleheaders with the mutual day off next Thursday, September 3rd. They should do, they could do a doubleheader then, and the Mets would likely have a doubleheader versus the Marlins this week. So it's going to be interesting moving forward with the schedule, Jeff. But uh, that report now, just from Joel Sherman, that's good news moving forward that there were no more positive tests for the Mets. Oh, very, it's very good news. And, and a little surprising that they didn't play today. You know, a lot of, a lot of teams are like one of those wait and see things. And especially with the schedule and then all of a sudden September's creeping up. The season's going to end at the end of September. Well, what's the 26th or 27th? And you're trying to get in as many games as possible. And everybody wants to get into 60. And, you know, you look at the Cardinals, for instance, and, and you know, we talked about this a little bit with Ken Davidoff. I mean, they've only played 17 games. You know, there's there's teams that have already had, you know, they have 17. And I mean, the Rays have 19 wins and, and the Cardinals have only played 17 times. And we talk about injury. But what's going to happen with some of these teams that all of a sudden have to ramp it up and they're playing double header after double header. I don't care if it's seven innings or not. Injuries are going to happen and they're going to creep up into some of the better teams. And you look at the Mets. The Mets were turning things around. The Mets were were playing well. And now all of a sudden they get four games canceled and now they have to make that up. And you look at the Yankees, their whole Subway series were, was canceled. And now they're going to have to make those three games up somehow and, and you know playing double headers in a single game to try to get in 60. I like that baseball's back. I like the 60 games and everybody's going to get to the playoffs. You have an expanded postseason with eight teams in each division. It's just really tough because guys are breaking down and, and you're really not seeing the true complete team. And for instance, the Yankees, you know, you're not seeing the true Yankees. You're not seeing the true success that you're going to have on the field when everybody's healthy. And with the Mets injuries and on the Mets front, this ends up being kind of a blessing. Now, you know, everything, everyone's safe now, only one player because they were throwing Robert Gazelman and Corey Oswalt out this weekend against the Yankees, and we're probably going to get dismantled. Now they have a chance to throw Jacob DeGrom against the Yankees at least once, and they're going to get David Peterson and Michael Walker back maybe by the weekend potentially. For the Yankees, it gives them time. It gives Judge. It gives guys time to get back here. So while three days without baseball, I don't know about you guys, I was dying this weekend without baseball on the TV. Um, I found other things, obviously chicken nuggets and French fries, I guess, to to, to, to take over my time. And but how, how does it not help to start? I mean, the thing of it is, is when they have the seven innings, I mean, it's going to help everybody's starting rotation. You know, obviously the Mets want that because their starting rotation is not great besides DeGrom. And the Yankees are the same way. You know, this this benefits them, even though they have a good bull, bullpen. You're playing seven innings. You can get you can get some length out of your starting rotation and maybe only have to eat up six outs in that bullpen. And, and for I the just, Mets, the Mets are terrible. Their bullpen is, you know, okay, they've been they've been going well as far as the last, you know, you know before the Marlins season series. But it any any time that's why I don't like seven innings. It kind of doesn't expose teams' weaknesses. And a nine inning game will expose teams' weaknesses, especially in the pitching staff. More breaking news for you guys here. Joel Sherman is on fire. I know he just got back, I think, from vacation. He was off last week. Here the makeup schedule for Mets Yankees is going to be a double header this Friday, then a single game Saturday, a double header Sunday. That's two four. If you're doing the math at home, that's two four 
five games and a doubleheader Sunday and then a single makeup game on September 3rd. To me, that makes zero sense to do well, two wait, doubleheaders could, in one I weekend. I can tell you why. I could tell you well, why. Well, it doesn't make sense because you're looking at the Mets side because you're a Mets fan. You're like, oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, who are we going to throw? Well, because you could right, just do that doubleheader a week later. Option. I'm taking I'm taking all three of my timeouts right now. Uh, all of them i'm expending them all because the yankees jake have a double header on september 4th against the orioles so they already have a double header on the fourth there's no way they could play uh, a double header on the third and then a double header on the fourth so that's probably why that they came up with this schedule there that's so there. why okay but that's that that's three double headers this week so this is gonna be a rough week for the mets trying to figure that out but seven innings maybe they do patch through it so there it is guys two games friday one game saturday that's three to Sunday, that's five, and the sixth game will be Thursday, September 3rd. Yeah, and then the Yankees have a doubleheader on September 4th. So that's one, two, three doubleheaders in, in a week, in less than a week. So that's that's rough on the Yankees. They got they got the doubleheader on next Friday, the 4th. They got the doubleheader this Friday, the 28th, and they got a doubleheader on Sunday, the 30th, for crying out loud. So there's a, you know, we missed a lot of baseball this weekend, Jake, but we're going to have a lot of baseball this coming weekend and the next week as well. And these other teams aren't going to shed a tear with knowing no, at all. Oh, my not gosh, at all. the Yankees have five. I mean, look at some of these other teams. Look at the, do you think the Cardinals feel bad about the Yankees? I mean, absolutely they, they're, not. They're going to have like 45 games in, in 30 days. And this is a situation where I hate the seven inning doubleheader, but for now, I guess as a Mets, Mets point of view, it's like you need it because it benefits a lot. Like I said, it doesn't expose weaknesses. I mean, you can play seven innings and and you don't have to go to that middle relief. You go immediately to the setup guy and, and your uh, closer. Nine I innings, think- that's why nine innings is a, is a way to go. Any of that seven inning crap that Ken Davidoff loves. <laughs> uh, you know, play the nine innings because then you then you get to see the real mistakes that teams have in that middle relief. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how the Yankees tackle all these double headers, and and I'd be shocked to to not see Clark Schmidt get called up here, Nelly, at some point and added to the roster. Because based on what we saw out of this guy, the Yankees need yeah. all the arms they could they could muster, especially with now Paxton. And, and you brought up a great point, Nelly, and you're going to hear it later with uh, Ken Davidoff. But you got to wonder if he's going to be back this season when he when he said that I hope to be back before the regular season uh, ends. I, you know, I raised my eyebrows like this. This might be more serious than we're thinking. Yeah, and any any anytime you talk about the uh, a strained flexor tendon or some kind of forearm issue, you always it's always going to raise an eyebrow, and and it's it's tough because I root for him because he has such great stuff and he is a great guy. You know, I got to know him a little bit, and, and it's a shame that he's he's come up with a lot of injuries over the years, and it, it happened in Seattle because he has such great stuff. And it's gonna be interesting going into the into the offseason, knowing that he's a free agent and what teams are going. I mean, how how do they perceive him? I mean, how do they look at him? And and lefties are hard to come by, especially one at those 97, 98 miles an hour. But a guy that's only gonna give you 23 starts a year. I mean, that, that's really tough. And you look at this rotation with the Yankees, and I still think that they have to make a move. And I don't know who the tough part of it is, is it with the eight teams in the playoffs, there's really not a whole lot. The teams that the teams that have stuff to offer, 
are, are in the in the playoff hunt. You know, the ones that aren't don't have a lot to offer. So I don't know where the Yankees go as far as trying to add or even other teams because the other teams are in the same boat. I mean, everyone yeah, everyone tricky. needs starting starting pitching. It's it's tricky. And and with the expanded playoffs, I mean, are, are teams going to think they're out of it? This is not your traditional trade no, deadline. You have two out of three. I mean, right. you, you, you play right. a three-game series to begin, and everybody's going to think, hey, all we need is two good starters. And that's yeah, it. If we have right. that already, we're not giving it up. So the Yankees aren't sitting in the catbird seat, just sitting there waiting to pluck a starter from right. a team that's terrible because that terrible team might Doesn't look have at the starter. Right. And, and they might actually be saying, well, wait, we have an outside shot to make the playoffs. So it, it, it's going to be interesting as we get closer and closer towards the trade deadline. And, and our Thursday show just got a lot more interesting with these double headers with this breaking news, because we're going to have David Cohn join us, Nelly, and we're going to have five games of a subway series to talk about yeah. with Coney. But, and before we get to Ken David off, where we're going to talk about the, the injuries, all the injuries that have befallen the Yankees uh, this season, especially the latest ones in a span of 24 hours, the Yankees lost uh, James Paxton, Glaber Torres and Luis Avalon. So we'll talk to Kenny about that. But before we get there, let's get to Nelly's nugget for today. We teased it earlier. So Jeff, you're up. You know, it's it's interesting. We're going to talk about superstitions, and I, maybe you guys have them as well. Just as you know, sports just brings in superstitions, and everybody says, "Oh, I, I don't do them." They they they, they so called call them routines. Well, uh, you know, everybody has a routine that you come in, you're doing the same thing every single day. And, and it's it's almost like, how do you do that? How do you go into a season or, or 162 games and do the exact same thing? Well, it's all mind games because, you know, for me, I went in and, and you know, you're always, uh, you know, you're hanging up your clothes the same way. You're putting on your clothes, uh, your shoes on the same foot all the time, the same way. Uh, you know, you, you do your exercises, you make sure everything is done because if it, if it doesn't happen, you know, if you have a bad game, you're always constantly looking okay did i did i do everything in order that i should have the only thing that gets out of whack is when you don't uh when you know that you're not pitching that day you kind of let let everything else go and then all of a sudden you're exhausted and you don't even pay attention to the game but we had graham on last week and and we were talking he mentioned something about our when he first came to new york he, he didn't pitch very well and he was actually surprised that he was added to the playoff roster i think he had like a 17 era and you know sometimes bullpens go bad and it, it's like contagious, uh, kind of like the COVID-19, you know, you know you're hanging <laughs> around guys and, and I mean, people are getting it, but well, in the bullpen, that stuff happens too. So, and even Mariano Rivera, we had a stretch that we, it was, it, I think for two outings or every time for two, 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 two times in a row, when we would go out there, it was maybe for a week, but we were giving it up. And we and this was in '96, and I don't know why we had a good bullpen. So John Wetland was down there, and and Graham and myself, and we all said, okay, we we have to get rid of the demons. So you had to go into your locker, and you had to get something that you use in the game, uh, whether it was a glove, a hat, a coat, whatever it was. And we had and we had this big trash can. It happened to be, I think, when it was a little bit chilly. So it had to be in the beginning of April, maybe it was September when it started getting a little chilly. And we had this big trash can that we would burn stuff in and, and use as is a so-called heater. Well, that day we were all brought something out. <laughs> There's and, so many questions there. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we, we brought something out and we shoved it in this trash can and we got this lighter fluid that you put on a grill and we, we poured it all over and we probably used too much. And we lit this thing and we were, we're, I mean, we're out in left center field all the way out by Monument Park at old Yankee stadium. And we lit this thing and all of a sudden this huge flame comes out, this smoke. I mean, the fans, everyone can see the smoke. It got so large that they actually had to call the fire department. The game stopped 
guys were calling on the, uh, you know, the, our, our pitching coach, Mel Stoudemire, was calling and said, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> our bullpen coach, Tony Cloninger, never turned his back. He kind of sat in a chair. And the, the only time he turned around is maybe to go to the bathroom or answer the phone. He did not want to know what was going on behind him. He says, okay, you guys just pitch well, and I don't want to know anything else. And we had this huge fire that the fire department came out because they were so concerned. And, and uh, they had to put out the fire that was in this trash can. And it, I think the, the game got delayed like by about five minutes because they had to wait for this stuff to, ha- to to get put out. And we're like, oh, we have everything under control. We had it under control. It just was a huge freaking bonfire out in the bullpen. And, uh, and, and guys were laughing. But, hey, you know what? It worked. It got rid of the demons. We sacrificed either a glove, a hat, or a jacket. And, and, we, and we were done. And we've done it a few times, too. Sometimes we... Uh, dug a deep hole and uh and put like certain things in this hole and i'm sure they found it when they uh when they when they destroyed the stadium to move over to the other side they're like oh what's all this what's all this baseball equipment doing doing about six feet deep so you had like a pedro serrano moment where he needed a live chicken (laughs) in order to break his slump we did we had to we had to you know you had to get rid of the demons and once we i mean it's just weird how baseball i mean i think all sports and do you guys have super Superstitions that you guys do things a certain oh, way, or and all yes. gets out. I oh, know, yes. Siri. Not really. I, I don't know. I, I I do uh, on a on a daily basis. Like I'll uh, you know I'm I was a freak when I played. Like I, I remember Boggs would take the same footprints. Like he would try to walk in the same oh, spike. Oh, the stuff that he. Had. He used to eat fried chicken before games. I used to do whatever oh, I could. Hey, if I certainly, yeah, yeah. If I if I got a hit, then that I I would I still do it. I put my batting gloves on the same way. I'll go through the same routine in the on deck circle, and then I'll get struck out, and and then I'll do something different the next time. So yeah, my athletic ability was never good enough for for sports <laughs> superstitions. But I, I do it with golf. You know, if I have a good golf game, I might go out and wear the same clothes that I did the same. You know, if I have to go and play and compete somehow i'll do like tipping wise like i need it to be an even number so if it's like i won't make it like 24 76 like it has to be 25 dollars or like volume in the car i like it on an even number where it's like it needs to be 40 not 39 so in those kind of situations i'm weird uh but otherwise no 13 yeah. so then if your volume if, if it's 12 or it's got to be 12 or 14 yeah exactly yeah so. I, i'm the same way nelly my tv is never at 13 <laughs> ever <Yeah. laughs> All right, uh, there's Nelly's nugget for today. Next, uh, Jeff, let's chat with Kenny Davidoff. New York Post baseball columnist Ken Davidoff now joins us. Follow Ken on Twitter at Ken Davidoff and read his stories in the Post and at nypost.com. Ken is on the road to Atlanta as we speak to cover the Yankees-Braves two-game series. Ken, uh, what food pit stops will you be making along the journey? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. Oh, man, Chris. I mean, this is pandemic time, so I'm uh, I'm just going to play it safe, try to find some uh, Mickey D's or Burger King with a relatively clean bathroom and, uh, and uh, you know, order a meal. <laughs> not, not, you can stop by south of the border. Go by south of the border Nothing where all the tourists are. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King was gone 10 years ago. Don't eat there, please. Oh, no. Burger King is good. I'd oh. much rather have Burger King than McDonald's. Oh, well, that is fighting words. Although they did change their chicken sandwich, which is not which They is changed not, their not fries. Their fries are trash at Burger King now. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a fast food connoisseur, so I'd always go to McDonald's over there. 
Yeah, Find Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the best anyway. You might as well just go Chick-fil-A. We won't talk about Jake's uh, fast food story from last <laughs> night, which we heard off the air, but we'll the talk. 40 nuggets. He was like the yeah. fridge. He was like yeah. the fridge. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little baseball, though, with our buddy Ken Davidoff. Uh, we, I, we all thought, Kenny, that they would try to squeeze maybe a doubleheader in today with the Mets after the Subway Series went the way of the Dodo this past weekend because of uh, COVID. But why do you think they're not playing a doubleheader today? Uh, Chris, I just think it's their favorite phrase, an abundance of caution. Why not take one more day? I know the Mets were talking yesterday about having a workout today. He's back into it. Kenny, you know, with the, with all the stuffs going on with, you know, the Mets now, they canceled the Marlin, uh, Marlins and then also the, the Subway Series. Do you see teams, are they going to get 60 games in? Are they going to have to go on a percentage, a winning percentage, but as far as getting into the playoffs and as far as the season ending, are they do they do you think that this is going to go a little bit longer than at the end of September? They're going to try like hell to get in 60 now. I believe the, Card- and the Cardinals are the team most in jeopardy of not – getting to 60 i think they're scheduled to play 58 and i think the idea is if they needed to there's that monday right after the season they could play two more and it's they just have an insane schedule uh so uh, yeah based on what we've seen so far i have to say i'm more confident than i had been that they will finish the season in some way shape or form but yeah i, I do think it, it's likely they're gonna have to rely on on winning percentage to determine uh, playoff spots Kenny, uh, we have to talk injuries. Uh, Glaber Torres, he had an MRI, grade one strains of the left quad, left hamstring. James Paxton, another MRI for him, grade one strain of the left forearm flexor. Uh, Luis Avalon, uh, his MRI revealed left shoulder inflammation. Don't know if it's the the, the way that the feverish pace this season has been set on this uh, sprint, if you will, the 60-game sprint with Major League Baseball, but how head-scratching is it for you that this Yankee team is dealing with the bevy of injuries that they're dealing with once again? Yeah, I do think the, the, the dominant uh, cause is, uh, as you mentioned, Chris, just the, the, that quick ramp up back after the shutdown spring training 2.0, summer camp, whatever you want to call it, uh, because industry-wide, it's just been a disaster. I mean, there's just been so many injuries. And this really goes hand-in-hand with what we were just talking about in terms of play, using winning percentages to determine playoff spots. All bets are off for this season. The only thing that matters is to get to the playoffs and finish those playoffs and collect that money from the TV network. Nothing else matters. Uh, the quality of play, uh, integrity, nothing else matters but that money. And uh, so they will do whatever it takes, and you just see these guys dropping like flies. And when you talk about these, these soft tissue injuries like, like Torres uh, and, uh, and Stanton and Judge, uh, I think most of that can be uh, tied back to, to the schedule. Okay, well then talk about Paxton because he's been injury prone. I want to say injury prone for basically his whole career. Starting rotation has always been a concern of mine, and with Paxton going down, it's going to be even more a concern. So what, what's the deal with that, and, and, and why all of a sudden that he just cannot is this something is this injury something that you would be concerned about maybe putting them out the rest of the year oh absolutely no yeah yeah i mean you said it and we've discussed this on this podcast before that's james paxton's defining characteristics are a high upside and an inability to stay healthy it's, it's been the story of his entire career yeah that, that I, james paxton I, I, although he attributed it, this injury to the to the quick ramp up he said it didn't have time to develop his change up which fair enough but you know james paxton always gets hurt and it's a huge problem and it's a huge problem for his market uh here in his platform year as he approaches free agency so yeah i 
I would not surprise at all if he did not make it back. I got to bring up Garrett Cole with you, Kenny. We didn't get a chance to talk to you last week about this. Uh, He's starting in Atlanta uh, on Tuesday night. And when he came out of the game, uh, last game he pitched against the Rays, he was he was not happy. And we saw something uh, in the dugout that you rarely see uh, between a player and a manager. And then he commented on it after the game. Were you surprised by his reaction coming off the mound? And do you think that, you know, he should have been allowed to finish that inning. Well, uh, full disclosure, Chris, I was covering the Mets that night. I was covering them remotely. They were in Miami. I saw some of the footage. I read some of the quotes. First of all, I'm always going to be the guy to get him out of there. I think Nelly and I are probably philosophically uh, hard on this one. Like, I just feel like the pitch, I know the pitch count was high. I just always think big picture, long game, get him the heck out of there, go to the bullpen. Not a matter of trust. It's just a matter of the, the long-term investment there. As for his conduct and behavior, it did seem a little odd. I, I just, I'm not entirely comfortable uh, addressing it uh, in detail because I really, I, did, I didn't see his witness the press conference or, uh, or anything like that. So go on that, Kenny. I mean, you, you've, you've seen Aaron Boone go to the bullpen quite often. And, yeah, you have a good bullpen. Is, and analytics play a big part of it, which I think hurts the game. And I think, I think Cole, 109 pitches probably should have been left to finish. And when you have someone like that, I can understand both sides. Do you think Aaron Boone goes to the bullpen a little bit too quickly and not, you know, for instance, Hap, Jay Hap threw 61 pitches or whatever, and he all of a sudden gets taken out his last start. And and he probably could have finished another inning or he could have been, went a little bit deeper. Uh, you had a significant lead and you could have maybe rode him a little bit or even gone hitter to hitter. Uh, it just seems like the Yankees want to go to that bullpen a little bit too fast. Yeah, Nelly, again, I, I disagree with you, but I fully see where you're coming from. I get it. Uh, and I do think it's, Fair to say, it bit him in the butt last uh, last October. That aggressiveness to get to the bullpen because you know I think the bullpen was pretty fried uh, by the end, uh, including Chapman who gave up the, the series ending homer to Altuve. I think what's going to uh, make that work this time, like I think, get a call in October at 109 pitches. You leave him in there, no doubt about it. You leave him in there to get that out. And I do. So I think the lines are drawn differently uh, in, in the first half of the season, as it were this year, August uh, and October. You know, Ken, it, it, it gets to the point where if you're a Yankee fan, you just, I, and I see the tweets all over Twitter, how 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 devastating this team would be if everyone stayed healthy uh, for uh, the bulk of a season. I know even during a normal season, it's impossible to keep everybody healthy for 162 games. But if this team could stay on the field, I mean, we could be looking at one of the best teams baseball has ever seen, but we're not getting to see that right now. It's just frustrating for a lot of fans. Frustrating, understandable. I mean, look at who's not going to be in this. Uh, well, actually, I should say Judge is coming back. So that's a big deal. But yeah, now, at least, at least this weekend, you would have had no Judge, no Stanton, no Torres, no Lemayu. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so I think it's big that Judge is, is coming back. And, uh, yeah, again, I think you attribute part of it at least to the spring training 2.0 and the ramp-up. And I think it's fair to keep wondering about the Yankees specifically because they just got ravaged last year, and they're getting ravaged again this year. And we all know that they had this big uh, turnover and they had the strength training with uh, Eric Cressy and – Obviously, has not had a full year to implement his program, but we're talking about him and the Yankees in this area because they just keep getting injured. 
Well, to go on that, you have the Rays now in first place. They just swept the Yankees the last time the Yankees played. And it's, I guess it's tough to ask the question if do they feel any kind of urgency because, of, you know, it's tough to beat when you're not in the clubhouse, when you are not there and you're not you're not seeing the, uh, the I guess, the emotion or, or, you know, any kind of little different feeling. On your gut feeling, do you feel a sense that, hey, Yankees are a little bit uh, behind the eight, not behind the eight ball, but feeling, oh, wow, we have uh, we have some competition that we really didn't realize was going to happen this year? Yeah, you know, no, first of all, that's a great point. Uh, I, it really, I, I miss being in the clubhouse, and I know you miss having play, uh, reporters in the clubhouse now. I think that's one of your pet causes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, you uh, were great. There were some other ones I didn't really need to have in there. We could have social distanced <laughs> quite a bit from a lot of them <laughs> uh but yeah i do miss being able to read a room like that but i think it was pretty clear i mean i, I was at the ballpark thursday when they, the Rays swept the yankees the yankees yeah they they looked a little dazed dazed and confused uh yeah they they felt that 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 hurt uh now you could argue it probably helped to at least get uh i don't know if they want the three days off four days off but but at least to get that first day just to kind of shake it off and and move on uh Look, I, I think they're a very talented team. Uh, I think the culture of the Yankees is very strong. I do think it's going to help a lot to have Judge back in that lineup and, and help them spiritually as well as baseball-wise. To have Cole pitching tomorrow night uh, is significant. So I, I think they're going to be okay. I still think they win this AL East. But, yeah, the Rays, the Rays are legit, man. They are just so good. All right, all right, all right. Follow Ken on Twitter, at Ken Davidoff, and read his stories in the post and nypost.com. Ken, uh, safe travels down to Atlanta, and uh, have fun at Burger King, my friend. Thank you very much. Can't wait. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. That's a wrap for episode 21, the Paul O'Neill episode of the Pinstripe Pod, our New York Yankees podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown, as always, for producing the show. Make sure to subscribe to the Pinstripe Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're using Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and please write a nice, a nice positive review, if you will. We appreciate your support. For the big guy, Jeff Nelson, I'm Chris Sheeran. We'll be back on Thursday after the two-game set against the Braves as we look ahead to a five-game now Subway Series over the weekend, including two doubleheaders. Stay safe, everybody.